Hello, and welcome to episode 37 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg, and this is the podcast where we're talking, thinking, making, and drinking some deliciously spooky cocktails. Boozy, perhaps. Maybe with a little spirits in them. High spirits, I think. High spirits, yeah. We don't drink alcohol here on this show. We drink spirits, so we're technically spiritualist tonight with our black cats there'll be there'll be lots of bumping in the dark here tonight yes they're excited our cats are bopping around and they know it's their time they know it's because they've been made (laughs) for this they're little black cats like it's all it's almost all hallows eve so yeah they're excited and they're this is their this is their moment thundering around here so if you've listened to our podcast every moment that we turn on the mic is (laughs) the moment is the cat (laughs) moment to thunder around And so tonight, uh, you know, this was this is the Halloween episode, so we're going to feature, I guess, a couple of some uh, uh, ghostly themed <laughs> cocktails, and then perhaps some ghost stories. I'm going to tell you, I'm in costume. Would you like to know what my costume is right now? I've been looking, and I'm wondering what it is. I am a vampire. Okay, <laughs> how does that work? Uh, I choose life. So, <laughs> oh, I see. So there, you do have a cape on, and you do have a T-shirt that says "Choose Life." Yes, on that's it. right. Like wham, bam, I am just like man. wham. So the va- vampire, forty years old or older, will know what I'm talking about. Yes, absolutely, vampire. And as you can see, that tonight I've decided to wear my movie correct, absolute down to the detail, uh, Jareth costume to the enormous codpiece. You mean to the enormous yes. codpiece? <laughs> Can't really sit in the pants. The wig is getting in the way, and the glitter is getting on the microphone. Yeah. Jareth from the... You remind uh, me of the babe. Oh, what babe? The babe with the power. What power? Power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so uh, too bad that there's no way to take pictures. Guys, you're not going to get to see these great costumes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, there's no phones in the there's studio no, There's no. Today. There's no way to take a picture in this day and age of these costumes. So you're just going to have to picture in your mind how awesome we're looking. <laughs> yeah, we look amazing. On this Halloween <laughs> episode <laughs> ghost stories well and you know ghostly I, cocktails honestly w- what do we got Shan? yeah i mean how are we gonna start a cocktail episode about halloween without getting into the spirit i'm ready right now i see we have lots of different items here in front of us measured out and ready to go what am i making okay so i have found some fun recipes um both very good okay and also very thematically named for the occasion kind of you know, unfortunately that's all you really get nowadays is you're gonna get the name and ideally hopefully it's something tasty because they're not going to be able to use like bat's wings and not going to be able to use like newt's eyes or chicken livers oh, i mean you could okay maybe i'll switch the cocktail then we gotta make it um, something these guys can get come on okay uh no bats speaking wings, of black cats there's no one right cauldron. there all right here uh how about the fatal hour oh i like that the, f- the fatal hour yeah so um both cocktails tonight came from a cocktail book that we have called this called sorry there's no that mm. it's just called savory cocktails and it's by greg henry mm, i like this guy already so, yes yeah, so I have found our recipes for this evening. So the fatal hour. So he, I just want to make sure we give Mm -hmm. credit where credit is due. Absolutely, let's do that. So the first time he had had a drink like this was from Dave Witten from Villains Tavern in Los Angeles. So that sounds fun. You know, that's like multiple steps down to uh, down to the source. But there you are. It's good though. So Villains Tavern, L.A. Yeah. Awesome. Never been there. I've never been there. Maybe somebody has. I Maybe someone Maybe wants they to tell send us, us a good. menu from there. Villains Tavern, are you out there listening? <laughs> Do you still exist? That's the saddest bit. Oh, 
bring us down. All right. Let's, Happy let's Halloween, move on. Let's everybody. Move on. Happy Halloween. Let's move on. <laughs> so the fatal hour has a terrific name, first of all, and I appreciate that. We are going to get our mixing glass. I love it. And before we do that, let's throw a couple coops into the fridge. Already the got. Freezer. I've already got some set up. Yeah, this only makes one, so you have to double it if you want more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it, so FYI. All right, so we're gonna have a rye. We're gonna do two fluid ounces of rye. We used bullet. I'm gonna start with a little ice in this mixing glass. Here we oh, go. That's a good way to start, actually. Uh, I'd probably do a half fill. By the way, I have the mixing glass. Okie dokie. So two fluid ounces of rye in there, and then we're going to do three quarters of an ounce of Amaro. Now, they say in the recipe, Amaro Nonino, Mm -hmm. we or any other herbaceous Amaro. We tried a new Amaro called Maletti, and I think it turned out better than even when we had tried this recipe previously. Right, and I think uh, cost-consciously, this is about the half the price of the Nonino, I think it was, wasn't it? Amaro Nonino was like 80 bucks, Yeah, and this was like... 50 bucks. No, it was a little, well, yeah, with the liquor taxes with stuff the taxes we have here in stuff, Washington. Yeah. So, um, And uh, if you find it, um, we, you know, here, I'm going to tell a little hint. I looked Hints on and to, tricks. Um, if you live in an urban area, I looked on Drizzly. And drizzly.com is a site that will bring alcohol to your house. Well, I like to go look at stuff. So yeah, instead, we touch it, see it. Yeah, but instead I just Check like looked out. up Amaro, and then I found the two stores here in Seattle that have the biggest selection just because they kept popping up for Amaro's. That makes sense. And then we drove over. Uh, and the rest is it history. It was the guy's name. Dave? Bob's. Bob's? It was oh. Bob's. It was a name like that. Um, on Lake City Way. He's not FYI. a sponsor yet. He should be. <laughs> but that's how I found him was on Drizzly. So you could either go on Drizzly and order something or use it as a source, which I thought that was a really right. Really good way to find it. And Drizzly's not a sponsor either. No, I wish Drizzly. Drizzly dot com. When you need to be drunk at home, (laughs) we'll bring it right to you. We'll bring it right to you irresponsibly. No, just okay. Anyway, so let's get back to the recipe. I just wanted to talk about Amaro because you guys all know I really like Amaro. Very good. So we we. I'm not done yet. Okay, so we've got the Amaro. (laughs) What kind of volume we're talking? Oh, okay. So, um, it was three quarters of an ounce of Amaro. That is going in there right now. So recap. Two fluid ounces of rye, three quarters of an ounce of Amaro. Right. And then... Looks nice. Sounds, sounds Manhattan-y so far. I like it. Uh, it. It absolutely is a black Manhattan with extra bitters. So Ooh, I'm just going to go into okay, that. Okay. So he uses two dashes of Miracle Mile chocolate chili bitters. Okay. I don't which think we got that. He said they're available online if you want to try it like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because we don't have it, but we have other kind of bitters we used... Um, kind of this chocolate currant bitter that we have, and we used like a mole current, bitter. Currant cocoa, I think. Currant and cocoa was—it's really good. It's got a lot of chocolate flavor yeah, to it, and the really mole, and the mole, I think, adds a little extra dimension. Because I figured if he's doing chocolate and spice, we might as well do chocolate and spice. So I just kind yeah. of did that. Um, I think you could use basically whatever you want. And honestly, this is a black Manhattan, so any kind of bitters you're going right. to use in it are probably going to be good. And it kind of sounds like maybe you should, if you go, if you want to continue to like say, hey, this is going to be the fatal hour, the chocolate's the idea. Because basically it's a black Manhattan. Chocolate and, and a little heat mm-hmm. um, is really good. Yeah. yeah. So that's, he, like I said, again, Miracle Mile chocolate chili bitters was in the recipe. Okay. We used a chocolate bitters and a mole bitters. But. All right, we're going to stir that up here. Yeah, you're going to stir it. I'm going to pull out the jar of Luxardo cherries, as you know, um, are the best. The best. All right, yeah, you want to strain it here. Let me give you a glass out of the freezer. So, we again, go. like we're just going to take and go, the, go through that Hawthorne strainer here out of the top of the mixing here. Perfect. Here we go. 
It sure looks nice. And then we're yeah, going to do a cherry brown. in there, too. Yeah, throw the cherry in there. I always like to throw a little extra of the cherry juice in I'll with my spoonful. Scoop the juice in there, too. Okay, we'll yeah, scoop. good. All right, there we go. It's in the. It's in there now. Let's I knew I was going to like this because I, honestly, Black Manhattans are my probably my very favorite drink. We like a so. Black Manhattan around this house. <laughs> it's a go-to. All Absolutely. right, give it, give that a go. Cheers. So I'm ah, happy Halloween, my friend. Happy Happy Halloween here, Ting Ting. Yeah, ting, there ting. you are. Let's try a little taste of that. Get you in the spirit. Mm. Yeah, that that Maletti isn't that the name of the Maletti. Maletti Amaro is nice and spicy. It's not such uh, like an over the top. He said herbaceous. We tried some stuff that we had that we was had one like that's very, very herbaceous, and I can't remember the name right now. It escapes me, but it's very, very herbaceous, and it was too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went with this one. It's kind of probably yeah, in so the good. middle, and it's this is just right. I, I think I, something I, I, like I'm a, a ras- fan of the or the razzmatazzi. Razzmatazzi, razzmatazzi mm-hmm. would be good. Um, I think Sinar I kind of think like Sinar would be good in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sinar actually is my favorite thing to use. It's one of the in an actual yeah. Black Manhattan. Um, it has a little extra sweet, I think, the Sinar does. But I think that, that this... That is a good drink. The Maletti coming in with the kind of... Now, as far as the chocolate, I really am more of getting kind of more like the cocoa flavor and not so much the flavor, more kind of the, kind of that bitter finish of... But just on the very, very end of like kind of that flat, like not sweet chocolate taste at the end, that kind of mm-hmm. cocoa I like flavor. the little heat yeah. from the mole bitters. Um, yeah, and the heat... Plus the rye is a good combination. Holy bitters are really good. If you right. guys haven't tried it, I think we featured like a margarita or something with it. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're sev- really good. It is worth, that's worth the purchase. There's several drinks that have been featuring the mole bitters. And as always, we're using the bullet rye, which I think is an, a standout rye. This is good. You will like this. Um, enough of these, and it really will be the fatal hour. The fatal hour. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> It is time for our first, is it time for our first tale of terror? It is our, uh, yes, we're going to do, uh, as propos, a uh, ghost story. Ghost stories ghost for stories the Halloween. this evening. We have a couple oh. of ideas here, so we'll see what we go with first here. What, do you, what, do we, what should we apply to the patrons here first, Shannon? Okay, so last year, um, there's a previous episode, by the way, uh, for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And if you that haven't time, heard it. We uh, told true ghost stories. I told my story about my grandmother's haunted house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. And actually, you told the story from, about your friend. Told my the, story about the Bolivian graveyard <laughs> story right. with the thrumming. The thrumming. Go back and listen. If you, I love I that story. I won't, I won't break it. I won't, I won't spoil the, yes. spoil it for you. So you can get two in a row for Halloween coming up here this uh, Saturday. If you want to hit that previous one and uh, this one, that'll mm-hmm. be it'll be great fun. Yeah, it's very fun. All right, so. Really like the idea of the true ghost stories. I only have so many, um, but I, both Greg and I, we do have a story that involves ghosts and it involves both of us. So kind of an interesting one. So I am very um, interested. Um, most of the time, kind of skeptical, but interested in ghosts and ghost hunting. And for a while, there was this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of those ghost hunting shows this on. This has been a couple like years that. ago now. I can't even. What, what, this has been like at least ten years, I think. Is it ten years at least? I think so. Um, well, it was during the last pandemic. The swine flu. It was during. The, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And interesting note on that when we get there. So, um, no, I remember that very clearly. So do I. So we were just like trying to figure, you know, trying to figure out something Halloweeny to do, you know. So we like to get in the spirit of of the 
holiday and um you know other than watching like horror movies and all those kind of things we were, we were yeah. kind of looking around and we i want to be active we wanted to participate we wanted yeah, to do something exactly and i got this like you know you get those flyers in the mail for the community colleges and all that kind of stuff i was kind of mm-hmm. flipping through and there was a ghost hunting class and i was like greg we should take this ghost hunting class and he's like Sure, let's do it. And what was it like? Well, the best a couple thing, weekends. The best in a thing row was it was or... two weekends in a row, and then the final culmination was actually on Halloween. And, and it was you a did ghost, a ghost hunt. investigation, <laughs> so you get to do your ghost investigation, and uh, and it was. Uh, I mean, how could you not? I mean, this is kind of in the. I feel like it was like longer than that of a class. I feel like we went to the classroom like multiple times. times. It was yeah. at least two or three times we went. But yes, it was, and I it said was... we went to a classroom to look for ghost hunting exactly. <laughs> information. Yeah. So it was it was it was fun. It was fun to do, and it was kind of in the heart of when those shows were really popular. So it was it, you know there was a pretty good turnout. I thought that it was, and it was fun, and you know, hey, something new and fun to do on well, Halloween. And, why not? And in every community, there are like paranormal um, yeah, groups and who get together and do ghost hunting and and you know try to help people who have haunted homes. And and Seattle's got a big ghost things. history up here. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we had the gold rush and we had a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that went on here. Mass murders, we have Absolutely. a lot of those. Um, you know, creepy things. Creepy things. <laughs> so we decided to take this ghost hunting class and it was pretty it was pretty fun and it and the you know, the at the community te- college. At the community <laughs> college and the people were, you know, just this people interested in having fun and interested in it and uh I think the, there wasn't that many people who were dissenters, though, or no, tried to ruin it for people. Like and, everybody know, was pretty interested. I everybody think. was in the was in the spirit of the uh, yeah. of the fun, and it, it was pretty fun. And the, the guy had a lot of good information and stuff too. And I mean, some stuff you know you could take or leave, but you know, for the majority of it, I think there were some things that I had learned that you could apply to other things, but. And he had equipment, you know. There was like, um, record, like how do you how do you record EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomenon, That's or right. there is, a, you know, and it's like they used to use little tape recorders. Now you mm-hmm. can use your phone. You mm-hmm. can't use anything that like holds a signal or keeps right. any old information. Um, he used like compasses I mean, for magnetic dowsing rods, dowsing and things rods, like that. Too. Like, I mean, it, it, and it didn't really matter if you believed in it or not. You know, let's just go throw it all at it and have a good time, and and just you know be pretty interested in finding out the results that's so right. to speak so that's right so we did the class we learned we did the class we were there with fellow students you know i think there was probably like 15 i think there probably was 10 to 15 people there yeah, if not a little more maybe 20 maybe, maybe at the most a little yeah. more and then uh, you know kind of he t- talked a lot about kind of what he thought different experiences was and some of his his experiences and some interesting facts and figures but i think that the real fun came on the night of the ghost hunt Halloween. All Halloween Halloween. night. Halloween. So there's a church um, in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle, which mm-hmm. is way up in the kind of in the hills. And that is one of the older like residential neighborhoods of Seattle. Uh-huh. It's been there for a long time. And there's a church there. I think it was called the Pioneer Church. Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Something about Pilgrim Church. Or maybe it's the Pioneer Pilgrim's I think it was, Church. Yeah, I think it was called... Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I will find it for you eventually. You um, So they had us meet, and he said, this is this location, um, you know, we've talked to uh, congregates at this church, and, and they've all had experiences, and but nobody's ever done a ghost investigation right. here. Right, no one's ever really said, definitely there's something going on here. There's been people that have wacky experiences, and maybe tonight... 
we can maybe provide some information for these folks to say concrete yes, concrete no. So our professor, let's call him a professor. Lo- um, loosely refer to him <laughs> as a professor. professor. Yeah. He cashed our checks, how about that? Um, but, you know, he did some he did some good stuff. Like he wanted to make sure that, you know, we were being quiet and respectful, that we were um, broken up into smaller groups. Right, and with, with like no other people affecting any recording, like not close to where you hear my footsteps when somebody else is recording. And of course- And it was a big church. And you didn't have, to, really you didn't have to have the lights off or any of that kind of crazy stuff that you no, see. No, Sensation- All the lights Sensationalizing, <laughs> we had all the lights on. And he's like, that is the biggest hooey thing. But I mean, it makes yeah. for great TV. But this was not TV, so we had lights on. Um, so he and it's a big church. So it was like one of the original churches and it's like this big, huge stone church. And then off of that was built on like all of the additional buildings that churches uh-huh. need. Like, like meeting rooms. There was a gym. There was and like, places for, you know, the youth group caretaker stuff, to live and stuff like that. Kitchens and meeting areas. Um, so all of that was built on to like the a wall of sure. that original church. Right. So he split us all out. And we all kind of went into our own little places, and I like think groups of four or less. And we we yeah, paired off with four. An, we paired off with another couple of guys who were, you know, the same level as us. You know, not full on believers, not full on skeptics. And uh, so I think you know we were all came in with the right sense of how to look at look at these things. And and uh, you know, we were at the very least able to stay quiet, which is important. <laughs> I think <laughs> at certain points. And I don't think any of us were like too gullible or, you know, we were just like, okay, let's do this right. thing. Like, well, whatever. But we, they were a little bit more interested that those guys, they sure, were a little they more interested. Sure, they recorded the whole thing. They yeah, they recorded the whole thing, our whole, which was pretty our amazing. Whole act, yeah. Our whole evening. The whole evening they we recorded. We were there like three hours, I think. Yeah, a long time. Like that. Yeah, a long time. And uh, they also, you know, like, I think we had compasses and, you know, I mean, they were interested yeah, I just in had the a, I technical just, stuff. All I had was a uh, real, uh, just a standard magnetic style compass, just for fun and uh then we borrowed some equipment from the leader of the group for yeah a while. kind of as we're going through mm-hmm. so um i think the first place we started out with was in the gymnasium and there was another group in there that was leaving kind of mm-hmm. when we were there mm-hmm. and they had dowsing rods and one lady was using them and i was like what are you doing <laughs> i've never seen these before i didn't know how it worked she goes yeah she goes you just take these rods and you hold them loosely in your hand you hold them stable and as you walk, it's going to like, I don't know, like detect energy or something like that. Sure. I guess that's what it's for. I mean, right. you hear so about people dowsing for wells and L-shaped copper rods. And you hold the short piece of the L in your hand with kind of like a stylized gun aiming <laughs> the long piece out. And as you walk, ideally, if you cross some sort of energy line, maybe the dowsing rods themselves will move. Right. And that's the whole idea. So we were like. I, oh, she goes, oh, here, I have a spare set. You can you can take these with you if you want and give it a try. So I was walking along in that big gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Just across a wood floor. And sure enough, gymnasium. you know, I'm trying to be as, like, careful not to push my hands down yeah. or to, like, affect them, yeah. right? But I would walk, and it would probably, like, every five feet or something like that, they would just yep. go from straight just... Well, they, completely, they would slowly cross. They would slowly cross. Completely cross. Yeah, slowly and cross. And then five feet later... They'd be straight, and then they'd cross again. And I was like, this is really strange. Right. And she'd reset them, of course, after they cross, you know, and then walk again, and then they cross again. So 
we're like walking through. I was like, oh, this is weird. You know, I'm not thinking it's a ghost thing, but I thought it was strange. Like every five, you know, at a very like sure uh, normal distance from each other, they're crossing over. And so we're like, well, okay, that's weird. Well, then they were like, okay, it's time to switch. And then, like one person came in through the building and had us all switch to a different right. room. Right, right. And we went down to the basement, which was directly below the uh, the gymnasium. And sure enough, you could like look in this like creepy little hole underneath the gymnasium floor. But underneath that, you could see that there was like the, all the air ducting was uh, at about, regular intervals underneath. Basically, at like the exact like same intervals that those were crossing over. I was like, well, that's interesting that it at least detected something, right? right. Not supernatural at well, all. Well, and also too, we previously been in another room or part of the building where the compass was giving strange uh, indications mm-hmm. and it was coming out of a power panel yeah because they just had a huge electrical signal around this power panel and i don't think the building was grounded very well and that's why also there was sort of electrical fields around those what do they call that they called that um there's emf electric motive force that's what it was but i could feel it in my ears though yeah like if you stand underneath power poles and it makes your fillings hurt it's the same thing. It was thing. like that, yeah. Because there was kind of a, you know, a big, you know, because the building, it was old and it was retrofitted with power. So this giant power panel was in there. And yeah, it was it was pretty hot and it was pretty humming. So I think the place wasn't grounded very well. So that explains some of the electrical stuff. But it's interesting because you have a you have an experience, right? But then you're mm-hmm. able to find a yeah, thing that caused Yeah, you feel weird, your it. teeth hurt. You see the dowsing rods crossed and you go, wait a minute. So the compass is moving too. There's electrical stuff. So, you know, we're we're able to kind of go... Okay, I can see why somebody think weird stuff was happening in here. I think you're right. I think it was Pilgrim Church, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think it is the old Pilgrim Church up in. And we, you know, we kind of walked around, and there was some, you know, there was some creepy. Oh, don't get just, me don't get me wrong. The place was creepy. Yeah, there was. It like was creepy. There was all like pilgrims. Weird, all pilgrims. All that's pilgrims what it's called. Church, okay. Just in case you're a. In case capital you happen person. to be, and you you happen to be in Seattle, and you want to <laughs> go up to All Pilgrims Church and like get your fillings Hurting. buzzed by the <laughs> electrical panels in there so anyway so I mean, or I mean, maybe more we had some experiences but none of them we could validate every single thing so far as a legit right. real cause and effect right, right. Uh, you know so i mean but it's kind of fun to be able to kind of diagnose and and have something happen and, and i think it was fun to kind of move from room to room they did it really well that you know the people were other folks were far enough apart from you that you didn't hear them contaminating what you yeah. heard, and you didn't hear their footsteps. They didn't hear you. It was really it's talking really big to each other. Too. They did a really yeah. good job, I think, of separating us out. Yeah. So throughout the night, we were able to take different areas of the building, and you know, sometimes you could go, "Well, that was interesting." You know, either what the compass did, or what somebody had felt, or what you know. The uh, you know the dowsing rods had done, and you know you're just kind of just charting it all down. And so far, we're in like the newer build section. We're not in the original old church. Sure, right. Then a little bit later into the evening, they said, "Well, um, we're going to put you upstairs in this. It's like kind of like a conference room, like a, a right. community room. Uh-huh. And there was um, there was a couple couches. Everything was really spread out. It was this really big weird. Room. Kind of just pushed back against the walls." But the the wall of that actually touches the wall of the old church, which is like right. old stone yeah. building. And uh, so we're, you know, by now, we're just like, okay, well, let's go ahead and set up the recorder. Yep. 
get this recorder set up over on the corner. And uh, then we're like, okay, well, um, everybody be quiet. And I said, I'll ask some questions, you know. So we just have the recorder over on the side of the room because we're trying not to be too close to it to contaminate it, you know. And we're saying some things in there like, hey, if there's anybody here, you know, there's a little box with a kind red the, light kind on of it. the classic things, you know, that to try to engage with anything that might be there in the other plane. And so, but the good, th- the thing about those is you really don't find out until afterwards. afterwards. <laughs> so we're going to leave that for the afterwards. So we, we did this in a couple different yeah. locations. Tell them about the no, second oh, location. No, I want, hold on a second. So can't we not play this one first? I think we should wait till the end to do the big reveals. Oh, okay. Um, but then we might have to remind them. Okay. Anyway, that's fine. We'll do it that way. So we're in this one room and, and you know, we're asking questions and we have the recorder on the other side of the room and we're asking questions like, you know, if there's anybody here, could you please like yell into the little box with a red light on it? It's not going to hurt you. Just go ahead. We want to know if you're here. You know, we kind of say you're like, hey, we aren't going to be able to tell until later. But, you know, just let you know, just let's see if you're there. And, uh, you know. We move on because that's what it's like. <laughs> you know, somebody comes into the room and says, "All right, and it's the, time to move and you on." You don't hear anything, you don't see anything. So, um, and then maybe we should move on to the next cocktail too, and take a pause for a second. That is a perfect break to make <laughs> the second cocktail. It's a perfect time during the show. Yeah, what it, do we have for the next one? Um, the next one is called Dead Glamour. Uh, just like us <laughs> in our David Bowie Jareth costumes and My. your. Vampire. Vampire. <laughs> Tribute to Wham, Wham. Yes. and vampires. Choose life. <laughs> choose life, everybody. Choose death. Choose choose vamp. <laughs> cho- choose choose vampirism. <laughs> so dead glamour. Dead glamour. We are going to need the mixing glass. Okay, we got that. Okay, and we're going to need to throw some ice in that. And this one, um, like I said, it came from the Savory Cocktails book. This is in there. FYI. So we are doing a tequila. This is a tequila recipe. So we're going to do one and a half ounces of Reposado tequila. Your choice on the Reposado? Yep. What is the one we used? has the skeletons on it. I don't remember the name. I know. It has skeletons on it. It's perfect for this. And reasonably priced. And it was good. Yeah. It's like skeletons of the orange type. Anyway, there you are. You'll find it. Um, we're going to do one ounce of Campari. It is in there. I think that's the glamour part. Um, then you're going to do a half an ounce of Amaro. Good. Okay, we've got that in there. Is that yeah. the is We that use the Maletti, Maletti for again? this. Okay, very good. Um, you know, when you got something, might as well use it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then two dashes of cardamom bitters. Okay, and those are... In there, if you don't have yeah. those, they're pretty good. They, they, they're, yeah, they're they, good. You can do use a, those for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead and give that a stir. Stir this up, and I'm gonna throw these. Also, go into a coupe or a martini glass or something like that, depending they're on how glamorous you want to be. Right here, pouring go. in. Look at that. That's pretty nice. That's kind of got yeah. a nice orange color, kind of from the Campari for a nice Halloween look to it. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's pretty red. What are we garnish gonna, this with? Uh, I'm gonna peel a little piece of orange peel here. Let okay. me twist that over the top of that. There you go. Mm, very nice. You want to express it so the oils kind of sit on the top of it. That always makes a nice. Smell. I always like that too. That kind of first sip has that smell of the uh, citrus on there. That's right. All right, and there you are, dead glamour. Give it a go. It's right in front of you there. All right, let's give this a try. It <laughs> looks delicious. It smells just right.
Greg's been holding up pretty well because he's had a cat like leaping on him for like the last two minutes. <laughs> having one of our little black cats leap upon my lap to jump up to the windowsill. She's through real the cr- darkness. She's real crazy. <laughs> she's like, it's my time. Her name's Lily. Lily of the night. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, this uh, this is Lily, a, the flower of death. Lily, the flower of death. Mm, that's so good. It is good. It's definitely a Campari forward style drink. Uh, I can get a little bit of that tequila reposado on there. It's a little Negroni like. Yeah, it was almost like a. Uh, it's almost like a tequila Negroni. I could see this being very good with a uh, mezcal mm. too, a smoky mezcal. This is really tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see I that really coming to life like with the a mezcal. Feel like the first time I made this, I used, like I said, I used an amaro that was too heavy. Like too herbaceous, right? Because they um, said herbaceous one, and we used a really robust. And it one. was too much, um, but like rosmatazzi is an easy amaro to get. Mm-hmm. That would be good in here. Um, this maletti, mm-hmm. that maletti is really good. Just find something that's sweet, but like not overly like spicy or fernetti, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, delicious, yay! It's good. Yeah. So from the uh, <laughs> so from from the uh, kind of c- the uh, uh, meeting room. We went down to the main area of the church. Yes. And then also went to kind of the side area where they had some kind of like old artifacts from from the old church itself, kind of their church museum. We were down in there. Yeah, it's kind of like the entry of the church, and it's got like glass cases, and it has like pictures of like the original church before they did all the building on it, and just, you know, old Seattle and all that kind of stuff. And I think Greg and the other guy, they mm-hmm. were in the main like chapel churchy part churchy bit where the pews are um we're obviously not churchy people church bit. Um, <laughs> the church place where the churching happens <laughs> where all the churching happens and the other guy um that we were with i was with him and he had the recorder and i was like hey let me just try these uh let me just try the dowsing rods right, right. in here and you know we start like walking around and i'm like standing there and we're just kind of talking and, you know, like talking out loud, like hoping that somebody can hear us or answer us that's dead because we have the recorder going on. Uh-huh. Um, and all of a sudden, the dowsing rods in my hand, I'm not even moving, but the dowsing rods in my hand not just go across, but they literally are spinning completely around in my hands. And I, I look at the guy and I was just like, I'm basically like, are you? Can you see this? I'm like, these things are going crazy, and you know, I kind of reset them, thinking like maybe I'm doing something, you or know, maybe you're standing funny or something, or holding your hands funny that makes them spin, or just yeah, you know, slowly, you not like sure a, not like a airplane prop. No, they're, they're just, not they're ripping no, they're around. Just like they're just like slowly, slowly just turning and meandering and spinning around. Yeah, but not just like to touch, but they're mm-hmm. like then they're going back over the top mm-hmm. of my hand. Yeah, you called us over there to see this, and it's not like we're walking again across some thing in the floor again where it's like she's actually physically moving and we're because like because here it's a solid floor like it yeah. is an old church like the floor doesn't have cables or wire i mean it mm-hmm. is like made of rock everything around me is rock right you know yeah and i'm just like i'm kind of laughing about it but i'm like what is going on here like mm-hmm. this is wild you know and uh I mean, it was enough that we're like, hey, guys, come over here and look at this. We and everybody yeah, everybody saw it happening, you know. Um, I was like, well, that, I can't explain that. Like, that particular thing, sure. I can't explain that. Like, we'll try to think about something that could explain it, but sure. that is, um, honestly, that's pretty weird and pretty screwed up. Right. 
So then shortly after that was the synopsis of the whole the whole evening and and we kind of took all of our experiences away from that and of course you know the instructor said okay what does everybody think you know and you know people talked about you know the electrical panel and lots mm-hmm. of the electrical forces that are going on there and he says yes 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 and some people were like you know hey yeah you know we had this experience or whatever it is and we think definitely there's something here and he says yep you know pretty much the consensus is that there is some sort of spirit there and that you know if you had some evidence of it and if anybody gets any sort of evidence later on, whether they're listening back to the recordings, you know, please to let him know. Yeah, and we shared email addresses with the other two people on our uh-huh. team. Yeah, because they did record they the recorded whole time. the whole time. Recorded the whole time. So about a week later, we get an email from them. Right. We get an email it, from these guys. And attached are a couple um, MP3s. Right. So one they said was taken the very first time was in the room where uh kind of the, me- the, the meeting room apart. and the couch room and where you know people you know shannon was asking hello and in the recording it, it's bumped up in volume so it's going to be kind of loud so you hear like a hissing in the background so, so we apologize so be if prepared. you have your headphones on and it's turned up pretty loud it's it's going to be kind of loud but you'll hear like voices in the background that is us, us just talking, talking. and yep. the, the recorder is actually sitting over in, a, in an area far away from the probably speakers. Probably 15 feet away from us, probably. From the speakers. So you can yeah. hear in the background, you hear like Shannon and another voice asking, just, you know, if you can speak to us, just speak to us. Then you'll hear potentially early on, like in the recording, you'll hear, and I'll play it a couple times, you'll hear an early, either a hello or a hey or a mom. And then at the very end of the recording, you're going to hear it again. Yeah. You'll, yeah, hear, it you'll hear it twice. So it'll be far away. It'll be like, hello or hey. And just, it just Then for... you'll hear, hey. And that was nobody that was in the room and no one that was in the whole yeah. thing. And what the question that we were having up to that point, like I said, was if you can if you can yell into the recorder, we won't be able to hear you now, but we might be able to hear you later. Right? So. Right. So I mean, we're just saying, th- saying some things like that. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what. See, I'll, I'll play that for you again. If you have your headphones on, maybe come. I'll get, it'll be a second before you can hear that first voice, and then uh, maybe cut that volume a little tiny bit because it'll, it'll come in kind of loud here as I press. Okay, the so here's here is the first. Here one. we go. Here we go, and then we'll play it a couple times through, and we'll like tag right before it comes in. Here we go. We're gonna play that right now. So, yeah, so you'll hear, like, at first, obviously, there's this big hissing, which is just, you know, it being amped up in voltage so much that you can, you kind of hear, like, a, then you hear, then you hear, like, a click, like a thunk, and then, yeah, and it so that's sounds, what you're listening to me, for. it sounds like a little kid, like a girl, like a little girl or something, like, what, right, but, so this time we play it through, I'm going to say, here it comes for the first one, uh-huh. And then I'll say, here it comes for that. Well, you hear that thunk. And like this a one clunk. is a, this one is like a noisier yeah. one. So you hear like a clunk yeah. and then a hello. Here we go. Here we go with this first one again. Okay, it's coming up here. So there it was. The second one's coming up. 100%. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's like a thunk. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do it one more time. I know it's noisy. Here we go. There it was. Can't even miss that one. That one's so loud. Yeah, you cannot. You <laughs> cannot miss that second one once you know to listen after that clunk. Ah! And we think the clunk was actually them moving the uh, recorder or going to pick it up. Well, it was the clunk, and maybe they had it picked up at that point, and uh, or they were just turning it, aiming it towards the speaker to try to get the voices in better. But boy, that second thing was pretty creepy. So then they also included another one, which yeah, was from... Yeah, there was a second MP3. A second MP3. And the second MP3 um, was called Child's Laugh. <laughs> so just to remind you, like when we were down in kind of the foyer area yeah. with all the historical stuff, and I was having those dowsing rods churning in my hands over and over, so many that I could call the rest of the group over to watch because it happened wow. multiple times. So you hear Shannon say... These things are going crazy, and then you'll hear a little, you'll hear a laugh, and we'll point it out. We'll play it a couple times. Here we go with and the first time. And it weirdly sounds like the same kid to me, which is so weird. I know, those things are going crazy over here. So you hear Shan say, those sticks are going crazy over here, then you hear someone go, yeah, yeah, and then you hear, ha, 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 here we go one more time. I know, those sticks are going crazy over here. the best i so love you, that you kind of hear just a, it's a very soft kind of yeah, like that like that a, was the guy uh, i was with yeah because yeah. i mean i think he's like you're right you're right, not doing so. that like he probably thought i was doing it right here one more time here we go i know those sticks are going crazy over here yeah. it's like yeah ha 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 so yeah pretty spooky i mean depending on what you guys uh you're think about this stuff or kind it. of wonderful <laughs> now this is something we didn't hear at the same time you know obviously that you could say okay was there another group in the room close enough to you that, that was somebody laughing but you know they did a really good job of keeping people almost off mm -hmm. the same floors at the same time people were in places otherwise i would have totally thought and you that's couldn't hear were. street noise or anything also it was dark right. but yeah. you couldn't really hear street noise or anything that church has like walls that are i don't know <laughs> three feet thick of stone right like and the reason why you're hearing so much hiss in the background is because these guys really cranked the amp up before they sent these things to us these have been processed a little before we've got them so it's just going to be what you believe but the, yeah. the real final bit of this <laughs> that I want to talk about is really kind of at that end conference where we're we sat in this one kind of room just off to the side of the main churchy area and there was a large like cast iron like kind of work of art thing that took up one full wall which is like a panel showing I imagine some scene out of the Bible or something I'm not sure what it was and I <laughs> likely <laughs> we all crammed <laughs> we all crammed in 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 that room and I sat down in front of that thing and I'm sitting in front of that cast iron thing and the guy's talking to everybody and you know one person says I didn't experience the thing you know I don't think there's anything here you know it's probably the electricity and one person was like oh I'm pretty sure there's you know all these kids yeah. here and this woman in white I totally saw her and yeah. it's like okay yeah 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 and then some of that you have to just roll your eyes a little yeah. too, but, oh. but as I'm <laughs> sitting there in front of this kind of metal thing in this church after going around the building and I'm just kind of sitting on the floor kind of cross-legged style 
I'm like feeling kind of hot and I'm thinking it's got to be just because we're all these people in here. It's got to just be feeling uncomfortably hot. So it's getting more and more hot as this is going on. And at one point I had to stand up and I'm thinking, I'm going to have to get out of this room. It's so hot. And then I start thinking, am I being attacked? Oh. Is this a spiritual attack? Am I being attacked by something here? Because I'm not. I'm feeling unwell. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling hot. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling this pressure on myself. And I'm like, I'm almost having to get out of here. And eventually, once we leave, you know, as we're walking out, I told Shannon, I was like, I got to get out of here. And I got outside, and it just felt so nice to be cool outside because it was Halloween and out on the street, and it was so cool. And we got in the car, and I'm thinking about it as we're driving home, and I'm thinking. I think I'm getting sick because <laughs> shortly after that, <laughs> I went home. We she and swung by the store on the way home. I said, "You're gonna need to get some medicine because." Yeah. But the next day, I had a fever, and uh, I had uh, actually ended up having the swine flu for a couple of days after that, <laughs> yes, and a huge did. fever. <laughs> I'm not saying the ghost gave me the swine flu. I'm just saying what a strange time. What a weird time to get it <laughs> to develop some sort of illness. It was freaking me out. I was like, what, am I being attacked here? And, and I didn't want to be the person to jump up and be like, I'm being attacked right now. Can you imagine us like yelling fire at a theater at a place like that? I can't imagine what would have happened. Could have been fun at the time if I had yelled, I'm being attacked. But uh, you were very sick. But I was very sick the next couple of days after that. So it was purely. It was a very memorable the experience. The swine flu. And boy, but let me tell you, I freaked out for like, Three or four minutes thinking. I think you freaked um, out a little I bit longer I'm being, than that. I'm attacked. <laughs> you're talking about well, I had to stand home. up and I had. <laughs> I, to, I was like, I'm gonna have to get out of here. When I was thinking, what would they think if I just got up and ran out of here? It was an interesting experience. So um, I don't have very many more uh, true ghost experiences for myself. That mm-hmm. might have been the last one I can share for Halloween. So we'll yep. have to do something else next year. But this made a great Halloween episode. I think it kind of added a little. Something to these delicious drinks. Shan, if people want to see pictures and get the recipes for these particular drinks that we made tonight so they can enjoy them on Halloween themselves, <laughs> where can they go to see these beautiful pictures and get these delicious recipes? <laughs> <laughs> what diabolical website, <laughs> what deep, dark web hole do they have to go down to find this? Fortunately, it's just Instagram. You're going to find us at Amateur Bartending 4, the number 4, Immature, and you will find pictures of Dead Glamour and The Fatal Hour and every other thing we've made. Um, pictures and, and recipes. Recipes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as always, if you uh, want to get a hold of us, if you want to send us pictures of your delicious cocktails or that you've made. Or maybe your EVPs. Or maybe your EVPs, you know, in the that would give us of the Halloween information for next year. And we might, you might include you on a, another episode, or perhaps just tell your own ghost story to us, and we might get you on next year on the Halloween episode. Right. Uh, if you'd like to do that, email. Shan, what's our email that they can get a hold of us? It's A B four I P, which stands for Amateur Bartending for Amateur Group. That would be the people. number f- number um, four. AB4, number four, IP, at yahoo.com. So go ahead and send us those emails and send us pictures of the cocktails or maybe your beautiful Halloween costume while you're enjoying mixing up your socially distant cocktails 
because I don't know how many Halloween parties. Can you, um, on our way out, could you play those two EVPs? We can one do those EVPs one more time. First up is going to be the hello. Happy Halloween, everybody. And happy Halloween. Hopefully everybody has it safe and delicious yeah. s- cocktail stirring Halloween. Here we go. We're going to do the first step is going to be the louder of the two. It's going to be the one with the person saying hello or ah, here we go. I hope they're not saying, I hope they're just saying hi. I like to think it says hello. Well, I don't know. It kind of goes. Sounds like a thunk. <laughs> I don't think it's hello. It's I think it's ah. I think it's ah or ah. That's what it kind of sounds like to me. All right, and then child laughter. Okay, here comes the laughter. The so this is going to come after Shan's going to be saying something like, "Those things are going crazy," and you hear a uh huh or a huh. huh. That's that's the other person acknowledging it, mm-hmm. and then you'll hear the laughter right after that. Here we go. I know, those sticks are going crazy over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween and cheers. Cheers.